Blog Talk Radio.
is probably one of the most frightening things that can happen to a man or a woman to be in a situation where they have to fear for their lives, fear for their safety, and fear for their children's lives. This is your boy, Flossie G's, and we're back in the building again tonight. I want to say good evening to all my guests. This story is Black Love, Domestic Violence, When Love Goes Wrong, 646-595-3402. Tonight we will discuss the definition, the statistics, and the type of abuse. We'll also discuss what roles drugs and alcohol may play in the situation. Most importantly, what effects it has on the children. Why do people stay in these difficult, dysfunctional situations? And why does society seem to ignore domestic violence when the victim is a male? And finally, should the victim continue to trust the abuser? And can or how can the abuser redeem his or herself to their victim? Well, without further ado, we're going to bring some folks on in here. It's your boy, Flossie Jeezy, Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide. And we have our first caller here, a man from Seattle, the Emerald City. Sugar Ray, what's going on with you? Nothing much. How you doing? Hey, man, we in here, man. We in here on the on, on the serious tip tonight on some of this stuff here. You heard my girl, Shell Pepsi Riley, bringing us on in, man. This domestic violence thing, rougher and rough. We have a call from Las Vegas. 702, right. who we got on the, in the building tonight? That would be Teresa. Beautiful, beautiful. We got Teresa from 702 calling from Las Vegas tonight. Hope your evening's going great. One moment. We got a, another call to bring in. Oh, he just hung up. Maybe he'll call right back. Have my man Chill T. He'll call back in. Well, folks, this is uh, what's going down tonight. Uh, Sugar Ray, this is uh, 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 Teresa from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, she's the sister of, uh, of Eve that they calls in on the show regularly. Folks, go ahead and introduce hey. and say hello. How you doing, Teresa? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Um, yes, I'm glad to have you on on board tonight. Yeah, the situation no, is violence. Take you guys out tonight. See what you're Yeah, it's great. Great. We 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 need we need callers. We most definitely need a female. And uh, domestic violence is a very uh, very 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 sensitive situation. It's very touchy because I'm. I have been around it myself, you know. Um, I mean, I know I know people are going through it right now, and it's a, a situation that I don't know how to handle because I want to, uh, to be honest with you, I want to go in there and put hands on a person that's putting hands on someone else, but that's not the right thing to do because we'll both end up in jail. So, but the thing about it is, though, as I try to talk to women and let them know that there is help and I know it's tough and I know it's embarrassing but at the same time you have to make that make that move and um I try you know, I try to basically try to help out if I can and talk, you know, and, and try to send them in the right direction. What's your thoughts on it? I mean I know you have a lot more interesting things to say than I do. Well, you know, having been a part of the domestic violence scene, it's not an easy scene to even talk about. But it, it wasn't even about shame. It's disbelief, first of all. How could that have happened to me? And why? Why would you do that to me if you say you love me? And sometimes you just get stuck right there. 
trying to figure it out. You're like, did I do something? Did I say something? Was, was it the way I looked? What what could it have been that would cause you to want to do that to me? Because when you told me that you loved me the first time, I never could have imagined that you'd be the one to put your hands on me. And all right. of that's running through your mind. The the At the time that it happens, after it happens, when you go to sleep, when you wake up, it's still on your mind. And to even try to explain to somebody how that feels, you don't have words for that. So you internalize it first. And it takes a long time when you turn that back into yourself and say, what could I have done? And what could I have done differently to cause this not to happen? Would anything I have said or done make a difference? And you're trying to figure all that out all by yourself. And the other person, oh, baby, I'm sorry. It won't never happen again. But now I don't know that I can believe you. Mm. That's deep. Okay, well, that's a lot to Absolutely. We have another caller in the building. Uh, Troy, uh, welcome to the show. We have Teresa on the line, uh, Yvette's sister, and we have the main man, uh, Sugar Ray from Seattle. How you doing this evening? All right. Doing okay. Beautiful. Y'all hear me good? Yeah. All right. Awesome. Sounds like you're making the way home on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm on that, my way home. Good, yeah. So, yeah. Um, would you like me to chime in on this? Um, if, if you like, you know, see, we're talking that domestic violence tonight. You know what I'm saying? When love goes wrong. What, what, what is your initial statement on that? Well, you know, my initial statement is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we get the perception that, you know, domestic violence is a one-way issue that, you know, it's us men jumping on the women. And a lot of times it can be the other way around as well. You know, the, the women, you got some violent women out here. They carry guns. They carry knives. They carry weapons. And they'll use them on you. Some women will hurt you. So, you know, you can't just all chalk it up to just being, uh, well, it's us men, you know. And I ain't saying that, you know, the majority of it, I'm sure, is men perpetrating uh, domestic violence on women. But uh, we must be knowledgeable and, 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 and aware that this is a, a two-way street as well. You know, you, you know, it's just not a one-gender situation. Absolutely. Well... Tonight, like I said before, I'm, I'm going to read the definition of how they break it down online, what it is, and then we'll go in from there with our questioning. It says domestic violence is known as domestic abuse, spousal abuse, uh, battering, family violence, dating abuse, and intimate partner violence, IPV. It's a pattern of behavior which abuse, involves abuse by a person, against another or intimate relationships such as a marriage, cohabitation, dating within a family. It can be experienced by persons of uh, same sex as well as heterosexuals. Uh, the form of uh, domestic violence includes physical, emotional, economic, uh, and sexual abuse, which can range from subtle, coercive forms of abuse to violence and physical abuse that results in, in uh, disfigurement and death. 
and it says that the World Health Organization, or WHO, reports that globally 38% of murders against women are committed by an intimate partner. Domestic violence also occurs because the perpetration, excuse me, the perpetrator believes that the abuse is acceptable. This is particularly insidious within the intergenerational cycles of abuse and cultural systems that condone violence. Extreme forms of abuse can include various forms of homicide, including honor killings where individuals, generally women, are killed for a perceived dishonor that they brought upon their family, such as refusing to arrange, uh, to arrange marriage or having perceived as a violation of traditional gender expectations, especially in regard to sexuality or dowry killings where victims are killed due to conflicts related to a dowry, as well as violent assaults as acid attacks with acid or semi-corrosive substances are thrown from one body to another, usually in the face, disfiguring victims, and awareness of perceptions, definition, and documentation of domestic violence differs widely from country to country. And, you know, and of course, it goes into, you know, other things, like I said before, so far as what happens with so-called children being affected by it and everything else. So I guess what I'm going to do at this point is go ahead and, and uh, we have the definition. Now, just briefly, I'm going to, you know, throw, throw a couple of stats at you, and then we're going to move, you know, swiftly into to, to what we're trying to get to. Um, it, says here, it says, historically, females have been the ones most victimized. An estimated 1.3 million women are victims of physical assault by an intimate partner each year. 85% of domestic violence victims are women, and like I said before, historically, they've been by someone that they knew. Females with 20 to 24 years of age are at the greatest risk of non-fatal uh, intimate partner violence, and in most cases, domestic violence is never reported to police. Children who witness this stuff between the parents or care, uh, caretakers is the strongest factor in transmitting violent behavior from one generation to the next. Boys who witness domestic violence are twice as likely to abuse their partners and children, and 30 to 60 percent of the perpetrators of, of uh, intimate partner relationship also the children in the household. Uh, almost one third of the female uh, victims are homicide victims, and 70 to 78 percent of the ho- uh, homicide, no matter what, is physical abuse towards uh, uh, women. And of course, there's your stalking and your your economic impact. Now, unfortunately. It didn't give the stats so far as the women. That's one of the problems, and that's one of the things we'll cover tonight uh, as to, you know, how come they don't really focus on both sides of, of the thing because there is abuse on both sides of the House of Representatives, so to speak, in that area. And so I guess the, the first role that I would we, – we've talked about is the, is the definition, the stats, and the types of abuse that there are. My question for the panel tonight, starting with uh, Teresa, what role do you think that drugs and alcohol uh, play in these situations? And then we'll go to uh, Sugar Ray and then to Troy. For the most part, I feel that drug and alcohol are drug and alcohol is very much um, present. But there are also there has also been a, a situation that I was involved in personally where neither one were present. So you know, go figure that. So you can go both ways without that. Right. Okay. Troy? Um, well, you know, I think excessive drinking 
problematic drinking, you know, drug use, whatnot. You know, you have you a lot of people that smoke their marijuana. They do their things like that, you know. Um, all I can say is, you know, people, they react to substances different. Everybody reacts to substances differently. So, you know, my thing is that it just doesn't have a, a place in a sane relationship. I mean, problems of those natures, if you have a drinking problem or a drug problem, you can bet believe it's going to spill out over to the relationship. I mean, I, I've been in those kind of relationships. You know, partners have drinking problems, drug problems. Not so much that they went violent, you know, but there was just a more propensity to argue, have disagreements, no mm-hmm. no compromise, you know, because of the influence of the substances upon the mind, you know, that type of thing. Right. Should have read. Yeah, you know, um, when it comes down to that, it's, it's, it ranges so many different directions, man. You have alcohol, of course, and you have a situation where some persons just have a situation where they have, they can't deal with issues in life or issues in the job, and they have a way where they want to feel like they want to take it out on somebody. And, you know, I mean, it just, no, there's no really no excuse for it. But guys, when they do that, I really feel there's something that really has to trigger that, and it has to be the alcohol, and it has to be a little something else. But I don't really know about marijuana. It may be a possibility because marijuana is more of a they they have they do have marijuana that can get you hype, but at the same time they have something that just kind of lay you back also. But at the same time, man, I just feel like it's a problem that has to be addressed. And I feel like that people don't know how to handle it, and then people get emotional and get caught up into situations of doing things and get out of control. Um, and I really believe mainly, mainly the reason why is, I think as a black man, I think it's a lot of part, a lot of part they have a hard time dealing with with issues. You know, have have a hard time of a frustration situation of not being able to bring in what he want to be bring in, or being a man, or being able to control have this. And then at the same time, maybe a situation where a guy has an insecurity issue where he he want to control everything. I know a lot of guys be doing that. They have a control where they want a woman to wear a certain thing. She can't go a certain, you know, certain way, a certain place, a certain certain things like that. And I just know guys like that, man. And that's that to me, man, is that's really that's really bad. You know, I, I don't like guys like that. You know, I had a partner of mine who basically was with a, with his chicken. Every time she wanted to do something, man, he always had something he wanted to say to her. We couldn't even kick his boys, but he had always wanted to say about what she's doing, you know. And then he get he gets to the point where he'll go and hide her keys in the yard somewhere, so she when he leaves, she can't go nowhere, you know, type of stuff like that. Or he gets to oh, the wow. point where he'll he'll say something in front of me and kind of clown her and talk crazy to her, but. He does it, but I I look at him because it's, it it catches me off guard. Now this is my boy. I mean, we we've been boys for a long time, but the way you handle your situation with girls is different. And it kind of surprised me, so I never did say nothing, man. But I've noticed that what happened is she eventually when she did she ended up leaving him. She left cross country. She left and went to Boston. And wow, the thing yeah, she left him, man. And the thing about him is, is though he's single, and the reason why 
there's a there's a thing about himself, man, that he just don't know how to handle. And his whole thing is walking around. He always say, "Oh man, these bitches, these bitches ain't this. These bitches ain't that. They this and that." But he he has that about him, man, and I don't think he knows that. But he's gonna take a situation where you know somebody like me or somebody else will have to actually address him and let him know, "Hey, man, you you foul, man." So I know guys like that, man. Incredible. Well, I tell you, and I was, my mother and father used to really go at it pretty good, too. Unfortunately, you know, it never got, got too far out of hand. But my mother, uh, more or less, just wasn't the type of woman that liked the old man to put his hands on the kids. Because, you know, he did the construction jobs. He did stuff. You know what I'm saying? They got, got to the point where they got to wrestling around up in there one night, man, and moms end up shooting a hole up in the, into the roof of the house and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, she was one of these Mississippi-raised women that, you know, you know, she had seven children, and, you know, she you know, she would, she used to say, kick, kick stuff dry if she got upset. But if Pops put the, with the try to do his, his what I say, overdoing production of, of discipline, uh, she let him know in more ways than one for certain that, you know, it wasn't going down like that. But even back then, I say it in a humorous way, and, and, and you know, God rest both of them. But you know, they that was you know that was my early forms of of looking of looking at stuff. Now, as you know, I'm, I'm 51 now, but as a younger man, I, I found myself in you know situations where I was that kind of a coward. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, uh, you know, slap a chick and do something or do something you know crazy because maybe I'm not getting my way or something you know is going crazy or whatever. Or, I feel like, you know, you know, maybe once I got hit the head in the back of a club down in Carolina with a shoe, and uh, I didn't like that very well, so I, I rushed out to touch somebody. But And I, I don't want to joke about this and make light of it because it's a serious situation, but, you know, everybody has to get that, that anger thing, you know, under, under control. I mean, it, it's very hard sometimes because, you know, couples back and forth on both sides of the of the aisle, you know, can say and do things, and, and, and it's abuse no matter what it is, whether it's, it's a woman, you know, with psychological games that they might play on a man or a man doing the same thing to her. Either way you look at it, physical, mental, psychological, however you want to term it and phrase it, you know, owning up to, to the thing. And I don't mind owning up to mine because, like I said, that was some 30 years ago, and you know what I'm saying, and I can, I can count on one hand, fortunately, I, you know, how many times I got out of control. I'm not bragging on it because, like I said, you know, I've been that kind of a, that kind of a coward before where I, I did that. So my thing is is that, you know, restraint is, is definitely important because, you know, I was in the military at the time, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you just want to get things under control, and you're heavier than a woman is, and, and a man will naturally snap because, you know, like I said before, sometimes some of us men can't handle the pressure the way we need to, and you know, uh, you know, we have to really work on that stuff out there. So, uh, hey, Sean, well, you know, what about the situation where you're in a relationship? You know, I was in a relationship where you know I was getting jumped on by my old lady, and you know, I wouldn't do anything in retaliation. I just wasn't, you know, feeling that. You know, I wasn't trying to, you know be violent back to her, you know what I'm saying? And what it seemed like to me is after she got the idea and knew that I wasn't, 
you know, wouldn't, you know, be a quick to slap the shit out of her. Seemed like that shit escalated, man. Once she found out, oh, well, he, he's, you know, he's not, he doesn't, you know, he's not that kind of man. Hell, I was, seemed like I was getting my ass jumped on every, like I told her, I had told her, I said, God, I said, if we, if I'd have been no female and you were the man, I said, God, I'd be somewhere up in the shelter, up in the shelter, you know, trying to seek refuge from you. Because you're so, you, you, every time I turn around, if I said the wrong thing, if we got into an argument and I said something that was, and insulted her, and that's what you do when you argue, you insult, you, you cast out insults and stuff. You're young. And we were young. We were in our 20s. And like you said, we're in our 50s now. And in our 50s now. But I, I was like, wow, really? I, you know, because I wouldn't, because I didn't have the propensity to want to do that or didn't feel that, that you, you want to just escalate, keep doing that? You know, that's that's incredible that you should say that and, and this was even more bewildering to me. Is and and, and, I, and 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 Teresa you can chime in on this if you want to, but I don't know, it just seems sometimes, you know, some women just feel that if a man isn't physical in, in some form, that somehow they're soft and they're not a man. And it don't seem yeah. like they can can deal with being uh, with a man who's who's not rough rough and tumble like that, and if he doesn't, you know, uh, you know, act that way, that somehow he's soft and not a man, or or or, or a punk of some kind. What, what do you what do you what do you think about stuff like that? No, I I have to agree disagree with that one only because if you and I can't sit down and talk, then there's definitely a problem. There's no reason for me to put my hands on you, or for you to put your hands on me, for any reason. Yeah. And right, yeah. I believe that in having a conversation, you need to agree to disagree. We're not going to agree on everything. Um, right. You know, you can put 30-some-odd years on the table, and I promise you we don't agree on everything. But right. we agree to disagree, respectfully so. I respect your opinion. You respect mine. And that's just how I feel, and that's just how you feel. Nothing I'm going to say or do is going to change that. But now if I go in and put my hands on you, or, you know, I'm talking ugly to you, well, then I really do have a problem. And it's not necessarily you. That means that I have no self-control. I have no home bringing, no no home upbringing. Um, you know, do you need to break it down even further? It's like, did you did God bless you with any common sense? Right. And what part of treat others the way you want to be treated? Didn't you understand? Right. You know, I have a situation. I brought it up the other night, and uh, I'm gonna bring it up again. You know, I have a situation where I, my ex, the mother of my kids, right now. You know, we broke up. We're not together. Been in so long since we've been together. But the thing about it. You know, she's been very disrespectful to me. I mean, she have always been very disrespectful to me. And the thing about it is, is though, is that I always kept my cool because that's why I, I, I pride myself in being cool always. But the thing about it is, man, is that right now is a particular time right now. She's kind of like seeing someone that she told me, I would say, last week that this guy is beating on her. He's beating on to the point where she took pictures and all kind of stuff, and she 
left her apartment to move to another apartment. And I told her the simple thing to do. I said, what you need to do, you need to call the cops. Now, I know this guy. It's so, it's so funny about this guy. I know this guy when we had confrontation before. And the thing about it, I, I mean, I, I, you know, because the thing about it, she's very, I would say, conniving and things like that. She say things and do this and do that, but she always been trying to stick me. Like, I pay her child support and so on like that, but she always trying to stick me. But now she's coming to me. And the thing about it, what I'm thinking more or less of, I'm thinking about my kids, you know. Not necessarily not my oldest. I'm thinking about my youngest, my daughter. And she doesn't see that. But the thing about it is, is that um, I told her that she needed to call the cops. I told her she needed to go ahead and follow the training and all that type of stuff. But at the same time, I don't think that situation is happening. So how would I handle that situation? Stay out of it Because that's their relationship between them two But you do have a daughter I would be more yeah. worried about my daughter than her That's what That's my that's my connection Because think about this This is, this is, this is my thing See I See she brought it to me And see I put it this here Any woman that comes to me That says she's getting beat up I am in the mode of thinking like Okay what's my connection to this person now, one thing she did for me, she brought me two beautiful, I mean, we put together two beautiful kids. And I'm thinking about my daughter. So at the same time, if this guy's beating on her, that is the safety of my daughter because that's the person who's taking care of my daughter most of the time when she's with her. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't call the cops because he's not going to like, well, it's not my child. You have to, she has to call him. And then I can't do this, it, but I'm trying to think, like, man, if she doesn't do it, what the hell am I supposed to do? Unless you see marks on your child or your child says, you know, Daddy, so-and-so did such and such to me, there really is nothing you can do. Right. And then you do have to ask that other question is what does she really want from you? Wow. Because you know, you, and whenever I was involved in you know, yeah. during those tumultuous times as well. I mean, that's crazy. Nine seven one four zero four. Bev, you're in the building. Um, you know, what I'm saying that Sugar Ray, uh, just play that one more time. That that question one more time, and 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 uh, Bev, go ahead and respond to that real quick. Yeah, I would just say, you know, be the situation like that. You know, I mean, well, you know, when somebody comes to you, and I'm true enough for you. To, there's nothing I could do. It puts me in a helpless situation because. I mean, I can't call the cops for you. I could tell you what to do, but whether you do it or not is up to you. But the thing I'm thinking is, though, if it gets to a point where maybe one day my daughter may come in and say, hey, Dad, Mom is getting beat by him. That's when the situation could be, you know what I'm saying? That's when it gets, I haven't got that yet, and I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm on alert for that to happen. But if that was to happen, because they don't live together. He just come by. They don't live together. But it's more of a situation of, if my daughter tells me that, I don't know if I can really ignore that situation. I don't think I want to ignore it. You know, I mean, I don't want to put myself in a position where I have to beat somebody's ass. But at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to have my daughter coming to me and and I'll be stuck like that. I, mean, I, I, I think at that time I. Go ahead. Tell me what you guys think. I want to hear what you guys think. I mean, that, that's a tough one, man. I mean, I, I usually have an answer 
the sum of everything, but you know that that's a tough one because you know, like the panel is saying, it's, it's 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 rough because you know that's your child. You don't want your child to get that, see that trauma, feel that that's okay because she sees mama going through it. You know what I'm saying? You don't know whether they you know have a child come stay with you, and and if so, because you know you have you know business to conduct during the day. You know what I'm saying? Being that you work at a school and stuff. You know, and 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 trying to make sure that you know you keep over her as well, but it may almost have to come to the point where if she's not able to alleviate herself from in that situation, and and we, we're going to be covering that that uh, that that question here in a little bit about why people stay in these situations, uh, it, it's kind of tough to 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 know what to make a call on it because I mean it is your natural instinct to want to go over and and work, but but at the same time. You kind of open yourself up as well for a lawsuit because a lot of times the cops, when it comes to us, when you go and you try to rectify that situation, either they'll ask why you didn't call them up or whatever, or they'll also say that, well, you left your domain and went to, to another person's domain and did something that maybe you shouldn't have had them do. And then, but at the same time, you know, I see your daughter sitting here, she's watching this trauma go on, and naturally, you you know, being a, a, the man that you are, and, and, or any of us would be a parent or a woman in the same situation, you would want to remove that child out of that situation so that situation can get rectified because that cohabitation business is rough. And sometimes people get in these situations and they think that it's a more accepting thing. That's, that's why I asked a few minutes ago, you know, I said a few minutes ago a statement where um, it seems sometimes that there are some women they get in these relationships like this, and that cohabitation kicks in, and they feel that if a man's not doing that or being that type of a person or is not roughneck like that, that somehow that man is somehow weak. So somehow they, they tend to think that maybe being in that situation is either A, all the best they can do at the time, B, they just can't get away from it, or Maybe see which which is you know if they leave whether it be you know I try to get out of that you know there's always retaliation from the more dominant person that's in that relationship but I would I would choose the latter and and if she was unable or unwilling to extricate herself from that I would have to have the child come stay with me for a while so she could do something about that so that's the trauma for you yeah 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 I I totally agree with that because I what I what I've done man what I've done though is this man. My daughter hasn't came to me yet, and that's fine. You know, I'm glad she hasn't because that means she's not aware of anything because my daughter talks and tells me everything. But the thing about it is, though, is I, put the, I, I, gave, I gave her instructions, meaning the mother. I gave her instructions on what to do because I work at a high school, and I told her you can come by the high school and talk to the police officers there. And the guy who she's seeing, he happens to coach at coach football for that school. But he's on. He's he's yeah, yeah, that's a funny situation. But the thing about him is, the thing about him is, the thing about him is, is though, is that he's only there during football season. He he only comes up with football season. He doesn't work on campus. He's just there for practice and the games. Well, the thing about him though is that it's basically in the same area. So what's so cool about it is though is that he's a little too close to my job. At the same time, it's a it's an ugly ugly situation. And it's like, um, you know, it, it, she she never did make the move or make the effort to even come up there and talk to the officer. That would make it so catchy and so fishy to me. I was like, yo, I caught that, and I said, I don't see you doing anything. So cause I gave you instruction what to do, and you didn't do anything. 
And oh, that's, that's why I'm the key right that's there. That's why I'm, yeah, that's why I'm backing up off her. I, you know, I digress okay. from that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to move okay, on to something so else. Now that you're looking at it in the right perspective, because I'm listening to everything that you've said, but so far all I see mm-hmm. is that she wants to put you in a situation that says, okay, are you the dominant male that I'm looking for? Are you yes. going to come and protect uh, protect me and be my savior, my knight in shining armor, per se, and yes. defend no, me I'm not. when no, uh, yeah. I'm not even no, willing sure. to defend myself and just talk to an officer? Right, right. And I'm not Captain so Saber at me, all. To that's, me, that's, that's very fishy. And that's the thing. You're right about that because I'm not going to come with no cape and try to save the day and all that kind of stuff if you're not. I can tell you what to do. But if my daughter's involved, my daughter has to see things, then I probably would bring my – I would definitely, definitely uh, – It becomes different when your daughter sees or, or says something to you. But at this point, I can yeah. I can just about guarantee you that your daughter's being very well protected. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Okay. Well, so I don't think your daughter has any anything to worry about at this point. I think there's a whole other scenario going on that you may not be looking at, but I think you are suspicious of it. So when you said, I didn't see you go to the police officer at the school, well, that's my very first thing. I'm like, they're right there, and you don't even come up there and have a conversation? Not even hypothetical? That's real. That's real. And that's why, you know, and, and you know, another thing, too, is that I kind of, I like, you know, learn from the situation. And I consider myself a chess player when it comes to life, man, because I think my situation's out. I, you know, I strategize before I make my moves. I don't want to sit there and emotionally make moves and go jump on a guy and be fighting, and then next thing you know, we're in jail fighting. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm in jail together fighting. So, so the thing about it is, though, is that I was going to see what she's going to do because I set it up for her. You know, I put it, you came to me with this, so I did my part, put it up there, but you never went through. So I guess that's the best thing. So, I mean, any other guy in that situation I am, I guess that's the best advice, man. You have to put that situation like that and don't try to go in there and try to go and save the day because you won't save the day. You'd be the guy in jail for a fire day or two. That's not exactly. good. Exactly. So, yeah. Crazy incredible. Well, folks, with yeah, that, we're going to get in and take this first little short break so I can go pay a couple of bills. And when we come back, we're going to, uh, you know what I mean, we, well, we just talked about the effects on, on, on the children. I mean, we, we pretty much just covered two deals at one time, the, you know, the role of the drugs and the alcohol and the effects that it has on, on, on the children. So, but we're going to ask the question, I guess, you know, in, in, in moving forward is why do people stay in these dysfunctional situations? So when we come back, you know, we're going to have everybody chime in on that. Meanwhile, folks out there, you know what I'm saying? This is the Flossy Jeezy Show worldwide. We're talking, you know what I mean, black love, domestic violence, you know what I'm saying, when things go bad and go wrong, you know what I'm saying? Call in, chime in, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's opinion is important. And uh, like I said before, let's let's keep this thing going. This is a real good one tonight. This is the Flossy Jeezy Radio Television and Show Network. The true definition of a man was to never cry, work till you're tired, got to provide. 
Always be the rock for my fam. Protect them by all means. And give you the things that you need, baby. Our relationship is suffering. Trying to give you what I never had. Say I don't know how to love you, babe. Well, life ain't show me the way. I keep my feelings deep inside. I channel them with my pride. I'm trying desperately, baby. Just be work like me. Show me the way to surrender my Let them think you care at all Let no one get close to me Before you and me I done shared things with your girl about my past That I'd never tell To anyone else Just keep it to myself Girl, I know I lack affection And expressing my feelings It took me a minute To come and admit this But see, I'm really trying to change now Wanna love you better, show me how I'm trying desperately, baby
Foster Jeezy Worldwide Show coming at you, you know, full panel tonight. Feel free to call in, 646-595-3402 as we continue to get it in on this, you know, uh, domestic violence thing, this, this horror, this terror that goes on, you know, between couples here and abroad. And we're trying to just, you know, get some insight on it. And, uh, you know, Lord knows it takes more than two hours to get everything resolved, but we're going to try to hit the highlights and stuff, talk about some of the highlights and lowlights of this uh, this very uh, dysfunctional disease. I guess our next uh, question that we left off with would be, um, you know, why do you think people stay in these relationships? Anybody can chime in. Why do you think people stay in these dysfunctional relationships? Is it is it fear? Is it? I mean, what is it? Can I start off? Mm-hmm. Hold on, just a moment. We have we have another caller. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and bring him in, and we're gonna control you. Go ahead and start the ball rolling. Three six zero five hundred. Who we got? Sorry, I'm late. How's everybody tonight? Hey, terrific, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you Thank on you. board. We were just yes, getting yes. ready to ask. The, we're just getting ready to ask the question. I'm going to come back to you after Troy starts this ball rolling. The question that we have on deck currently is: Why do people stay in these dysfunctional, abusive relationships that involve, you know, what I'm saying, the domestic violence? Troy, go ahead and start the show on off with that one. Go ahead. Okay, I'll speak from my my own personal experience. Um, you know, I was married in my early twenties, my mid twenties, and me and my ex-wife have been together for years. I mean, we met when we were kids, fourteen, fifteen, high school sweethearts. Everything was great. You know? I did. Oh yeah. Then we go ahead and get married, and you know, get to living together. Stress starts happening, and all the crap starts going on. Um, so I stay in that abusive relationship, and I was pretty much getting abused. I mean, I, I did things in retaliation, but not nearly what I had to accept. And everyone that knows me and knows of the relationship knows I went through this crap. I hung in there because I had been with her so long, you know. It was just, you know, I hate to lose. I hate to lose anything, and I guess it was just a, a, a self situation that I, I didn't want to accept the fact that it wasn't working out, it was losing. We had went to marriage counseling about the, the ordeal. Basically, the marriage counselor told me to, to get out of the situation and let it go. What are you hanging on for? It doesn't seem like much. you're, you're not hanging on to much. You know, that's how he approached us. She, which he tried to get answers out of her. Why was this going on? You know, why are you, you know, putting And there was no answer. So after after those few uh, meetings that we had with the marriage counselor, they, he basically told me I need to get out and run for my run for cover. So eventually I did. I got on out of the relationship, man. But I stayed because I felt that I didn't have anything else to. There was nothing else to hold on to. I had been. Raised in a broken home, you know, and my whole thing was, you know, I wanted a family. You know, I never experienced a true intact family, and that was what I truly wanted and was striving for in my life, and I thought I had found it. But so eventually I had to swallow it and leave and, and get out of it. That's, that's deep. Kelly, what do you think about that? Why do people stay in these relationships when they're so dysfunctional like this? Well, I think that uh, uh, domestic violence is kind of like a cycle that uh, and it repeats itself over and over again. Usually, 
the batterer, um, well, oh, oh, I was drunk, or, or I'm sorry that I did that, honey, I'll never do it again. And usually um, she forgives him, and um, he doesn't suffer consequences for one reason or another for what he does. So anybody that doesn't suffer consequences um, will we'll repeat. It's kind of like a, or, 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 or we'll repeat it. It's kind of like a power and control thing, too, I think, that uh, you, you get, sometimes you get involved, sometimes you get involved. And something, and you just you get used to it. Maybe maybe your dad hits your mother, or your grandpa hits your grandma, or or whatever. You know, kids are only taught what they see. So it's kind of like a, a cycle. You have to learn how to break the cycle. Maybe yeah, you're an that enabler was the case. That was huh? the case. She said she. That was the case with my ex. She had said that she had witnessed growing up in a family where her mother constantly jumped on her father. Well, you know when. You know, children only know what they're taught and what they see. So if you see your dad hits your mother all the time and you don't see your dad suffer any consequences for that, then you're going to think it's, well, you know, it's an okay behavior, I guess. It kind of like goes down with, I, I think some of it can be hereditary, you know, uh, or not hereditary, but passed on down the line. It's also, um, you, it's usually an issue of, oh, baby, I was drunk. Oh, baby, I'm really sorry. I promise I'll never do it again, da 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 And then she forgives him and then, you know. It, it it just keeps going on and on until, until I don't know. Sometimes people die like that, you know. Other times they have to go to count to go to counseling to figure out what it is. To, it's like maybe triggers. I, I, is it? It's the word trigger. Like um, you say, okay, well, she triggered me to do that, so maybe he she did something that he didn't like. So, um, and it's a control issue. I think a lot of it is control also, um, and it's. No, lots of times they don't suffer consequences for it, so it just keeps getting worse and worse until you may, you have to make a complete break about it. And I think counseling um, you need because um, you have to learn how to break the cycle, and you have to learn um, how not to um, how, how not to how can I explain this? You have to ha- learn how to not to um, accept something like that, and it also makes you feel like. A, that uh, you're, you're kind of less of a woman, I guess, because I, I was a batter for a, I was a battered woman for a while. Though battered treatment did work for him, but um, it's 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 something that scars you for life. It's like okay, if, if if you if you black my eye, okay, that bruise is gonna go away, but the mental stuff is never gonna go away. It stays forever. Um, so I, I ooh, that's all I got to say. It's it's a and sometimes, most of the time, uh, one of them is a batterer, one of them is, a, is an enabler. So, uh, usually, drug and alcohol, drug and alcohol um, usually comes into the picture. Oh, I, I, you know, I got so drunk because people, if you've ever been to parties or anything and people get really drunk, people fight, you know? They do that. And, you know, it's, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Maybe they get drunk together. I'm sorry. I promise I won't do it again. And she feels bad, and she's embarrassed. Of course, she doesn't want people to know that has happened to her, so she hides from it, you know? That's like my my girlfriend, I think, that was, like, on the radio show last night. I think that she, she was really – some people are just really trying to reach out for help, but they don't know exactly how to reach out for help, you know? And so right. um, well, everybody goes about it in a different way, you know? Well, when I went through my, went through my situation – I um, after I got out of that relationship, I never went through any more domestic issues like that ever. She did. She went through more domestic problems with other men and husbands that she had, uh, husbands she married and boyfriends she had. So this was a pattern. And the thing about it, it is, is a pattern. It's a cycle and it's a pattern. You have to learn to break it. You know. 
it, it was blamed. When it was going down, they blamed it all on me. It was all my fault. After we got broke up and we went our respective ways and she went into other relationships and continued that behavior, and I didn't, they stopped blaming me. Well, I think yeah, but I think that women, I think that sometimes women fall in love for the wrong reasons. Maybe you always got a job, maybe something, and then um, like some women just like bad, I guess bad boys or whatever you call it, and so it's, it's yeah. um, they just get used to it, you know, and so it's just becomes a way of life for them, you know, and so some women are just attracted just to men like that. that earlier. Yeah, I just mentioned that earlier that. Sometimes, and Terry spoke on it and said the same thing. She she completely disagrees with that, and 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 and, and she's and she's right in, in feeling that way. It shouldn't be that way. But some women just feel more protected if they have the if they have the thug love or if they have the you know the the, the guy that's just really rough and tumble with them. But the only thing with that is that. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a rough guy, but you got to know when, 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 when to be rough and, and, and when to be right. And, and it's not right using the, you know, the woman as a punching bag or going through, going through stuff. I mean, when I was 30 years ago, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, and I can still, like I said, count on one hand. It, 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 the man, believe it or not, does feel about an inch big. I know I did. I felt about an inch big because I felt like a coward, and I think that's what kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of straightened me out. Because you know, it's, it's you know, when you're when you're a man and you're imposing like that, there's no way in the world that that person, that woman, unless you have some kind of Lucy Lou type skills or something, is going to be able to withstand you being that type of of a man to her. But you know, it it still happens on both ends where sometimes it's reversed, and we're going to get into that in a moment. Uh, Bev, what do you think about this? Well, I think when people get into a relationship, they don't they don't be looking for abuse. They get looking for love and comfort and respect. And when that do come out, then that's what ruins the relationship between the two. And, you know, you can forgive a person over and over again and still love them, but nobody deserves to be Sorry. abused no matter what side it's on. You know, because you in it together. You in it to win it. And abuse is the last thing you need between a relationship any kind of relationship, no matter how it starts, you know. It's all about love and caring for each other. The abuse should not interfere in the relationship. And when it's there, it ruins the both of you. It ruins your lives. And that's not good. Very good. Terry? I was a man after 26 years, and he went to matters treatment, and it does work. I think if you want it to work, no matter what it is that you do, it will work, you know. Um, But it's like... You know, a woman, she feels degraded, but she feels embarrassed, you know. She doesn't want people to know that that's what's really happening, so she kind of isolates herself. And if, if that's the only thing that you hear all the time from the man and that's only, the only thing you know, then you don't know any different, you know. Right. Uh, Teresa? Well, you know, there's, there's a slightly different twist to that, too. I can add from just observing my mom being beaten black and blue by my stepdad, um, I asked her years later, I said, Mama, why did you allow that to happen to you? And she said, well, I didn't want to raise you four kids by myself. And we said, well, hell, Mama, we would have helped you. You know, she put us all through something by enduring that type of a relationship, but it was because of her fear that she stayed with him. And then when she finally left him, she was a whole different person. The women are scared of them. I mean, they're scared to death of them. So they're because they say, "Oh well, if you leave me, I'm going to kill you," or whatever. They're 
They're really, yeah. really, really scared of them. So and they're afraid what's going to happen if they do leave them. So it's kind of like you have to learn how to break that cycle because that's what happens. They, they are real scared of them. And, and it does scar kids for life. Of course it does. Like alcoholism yeah. or anything else does. Yeah. I was going to say that same thing. And the conclusion on that was that, you know, uh, a lot of it could be exactly what you just said, what you ladies both, or three of you ladies just said, makes perfect sense. And the fact that a woman might be scared to death because a lot of times some of these abusive uh, characters, whether it's the male or the female, a female or a male will stalk that person. And, 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 and when weapons are involved or, 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 or too much pride or arrogance or whatever, and the anger factor, the anger factor really makes it a tenuous situation because you never know what's going to happen when you try to break away. Ray, what do you think on that? And that's true because, you know, it does happen. It happens all the time. It's it's a lot of understanding. People just need to, uh, what happens is just need to, like I went to counseling. I even worked for or or volunteer for, you know, a place called Women's Place before to help help women like that. It's a real scary thing. I've been there. I've been there and done that before. You just have to, you have to break the cycle, I guess, yes. And you have to, like, not be scared of them. But you can't help but be scared of them because they'll they'll beat you up. And then they tell you, you know, either they're drunk, I'm sorry, or whatever. But, um, you know, a lot of them will hit you in places like you can't see, like all of your body bruises, not necessarily on your face or whatever. And um, like I said, it's, it's more a lot of mental scarring, too, because it's like you can punch me and give me a black eye. The black eye is going to go away, but the mental abuse is never going to go away, you know. You have to learn to deal with that however you deal with it. Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, you out there? Sugar Ray, why, why, do, you, why do you think that uh, folks stay in these dysfunctional situations the way they do? Why do you, why do you think? That's a lot of noise. That's a lot of debris and noise in the background. I mean, it, 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 who's ever doing it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, you are afraid to let it go in and out. Okay. And I think that she feels ashamed. I think a woman, I know I did. I used to feel ashamed and I didn't want people to, you know, of course, know that I was beaten or something. And, you know, when you when you just fall in a cycle, then it's just kind of something that you just, you know, it's, it's that, that's all you know. So you have to be willing to get up. And, and you're really afraid of them because they really do physically hurt you. And, man, I mean, we have women's rights and all that stuff, but women are not as strong as men. Okay, I mean, there might be some out there, but a man is physically stronger than a woman, period. So, you know, he's going to hurt. Hold on just a second, Kelly. We got a, we got a little bit of feedback going on out there. You know, we got we, we to gotta, uh, uh, calm that down a little bit so we can hear you. Okay, there, there we go. We're, we're good. Okay, so, so Sugar Ray, go ahead, go ahead and say what you were saying a minute ago. Why do people stay in these relationships? Well, they, they, they don't. They stay in. Some people are just... You know, um, when you when you stay, when you stay in a relationship like that, it's it's um it's one of those things, man, that people don't know what to do, and it's traumatizing to them, so it affects the way they think, and and they don't want the embarrassment because they want to hold, they are they they're in the comfort zone of being with someone, being around someone they used to. So, you know, they they love that person and they would do anything they can to be with that person. When they and some people get in, and, and a lot of women and some people love hard. You get to the point where they get to say, "Hey, 
I you know I'm, I'm I'm with you to the death do me part. You know, and the thing about it is though is that sometimes they they endure and they go through and they think that they can get through that. They probably went through something, but when it repeats and repeats and repeats, it's it's in a situation that you are kind of like you're overwhelmed, you're shocked, you don't know what to do, you don't know who to talk to, you don't yeah, know you, where you to go. You get really, really confused, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, what do I do here and here? Right? And you feel ashamed. You know, you feel ashamed within yourself, too. You feel like maybe you're less of a woman. or and they, Because they make you feel really bad about yourself or you're scared, you know. And so you don't make clear decisions at all. Yeah, you know? and, um, at all. And, and, and you, and, and, you know, like, the man... And from a man's perspective, you know, the man's perspective, you know, he's also the same way because he's beating her because he, he, he he's not going to allow her to go to work. But at the same time, he, I don't know, some guys may do it. Some, may, some guys may have remorse and feel like they never did. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But at the same time, some guys feel macho and feel like that's what they're supposed to do because that's, what, that's all they know. So it's right. a problem, man. It's a problem. And it's kind of like a situation that needs to be addressed, and it has to be someone from the outside to basically see when it's, when we talk about my intervention. Domestic violence relationships definitely have to have intervention from some because that's to make the and woman see, not feel ashamed and, and get up and, and realize that she, you know, obviously she doesn't like herself because if she likes herself, she wouldn't let that happen to her. But it's a cycle, you know. You get stuck in that mode, and it's really hard to get out of. Right. Yeah, and see, I don't. And my advice. My advice, you know, I think, I think personally, to be honest, man, the situation in my mind, my situation, I, I, I'm not the guy for it, but anyone else that hasn't that knows of a situation that's going on like that, I think it's a situation where they need to basically address it. Because I mean, if you're outside of a third wheel that has an idea of knowing that some domestic violence going on in the household, to sit back and say, "Oh, I'm not going to deal with it. It's not my business." That's not the way to handle it. Because it is your business because you do know us. But the thing about it is your situation where you got to talk to someone and you got to say something to either one of them or basically you got to talk to both of them together and tell them that you need to seek counsel. We need to do this. Because the thing about it is it's, 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 it's a tough situation to know something's going on and then it goes to a fatal situation and you knew it, that's going to haunt you. That's something that's going to bother you for a long period of time because you never said nothing. So when you know something's going on like that, and you have to kind of, like, follow up on it. Because, like, the situation with mine, I'm going to follow up on it, man, because I feel like it's my – because I was brought in because that person that brought me in, no matter how crazy or whatever that person is, at the same time that person came to me for a reason because they needed help and they don't know what to do. But the thing about it, they value me and they trust me. And at the same time, it can be a conniving situation, but I'm going to follow up to make sure that the situation – is need to be handled, and if it doesn't get handled, if it doesn't get handled, and the situation's still going on, everything's okay. I'm going to bring it to somebody else that could possibly and, and say something to somebody about it and put it out there, because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna keep it on the low low. I'm making it popular. I'm gonna let everybody know about it. There's a problem here, and, and that's, that's the, the best thing to do. The women that have yeah. children, the women that have children want to protect their children, and, and see now if there's domestic violence in the relationship, they'll take the children, and so they're scared. They don't want. They don't want people to know that because they don't, you know, they're trying to protect themselves or protect their children. And of course, they don't want their children taken. But it's like, you know, sometimes I'm sure you've lived somewhere before, or you hear somebody fighting next door or something. You think, wow, should I do something about it or should I not do something about it? 
you know, today. You know, it's kind of a situation that people need to talk about more because, it, you know, it happens so much more than what we even know of that um, it really needs to be addressed so that people can understand how to deal with it. Children, yeah, women, yeah, and, men, and everything. You're right. And, know, you know, another thing, too, because I'm from, I'm from Louisiana, and I don't have no sisters, but I have plenty of aunties and cousins. And the thing about it, I know how my family handles a situation like that. It's a, it, won't, it won't have nothing to do with the police department. It's a situation of a man coming to another man and putting his face and letting him know, say, hey, if you're beating my auntie or my cousin, whoever it may be, these are the consequences. We're going to see you again, and it's not going to be pretty. And the thing about it, 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 it's a psyche that'll play in his head to let him know that, hey, we know of your situation. We're watching you. Because you can't, because the thing is about it, who, the people are listening, do not be the third wheel that knows something and shy away from it. Don't kind of like keep going on low. If something really bad happens and you don't step up and say something, you know? You got I mean, to I'm not a you make, make it, myself, but yeah, you got to make it popular, man. You, you got to go out. You and have to something. make a stand for that person because people, you yes. know, you have to. Because yeah, you do have to be safe What if you do step and say something, and then he finds that you're the one that said something, and he takes it out of her for saying something? Well, there's ways to do that. You know, you don't have to, you know, find that you do it. There's all kinds of ways to do that. I mean, you could have, you know, the neighbors call it. You don't have to put your name out in anything, you know, anything like that. So, I mean, that can be done. It's just a woman has to come forward or somebody has to talk to her where she will come forward and actually say something or actually want real help about it, you know. They're scared. They're, you know, scared of the man, and they obviously, um, you know, protect their kids and protect themselves. They don't want people to know that. I mean, it's embarrassing. To yeah, it's really embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I do feel it. It's very embarrassing. Let me ask you a question. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me, let me, okay, take this out. We we know about the man beating the woman, but there are some mm-hmm. women that are attacking men too. And I want to know. Oh, there's a lot of it's an issue that's not addressed, see? That's why people need to yeah. talk about it more, and you need to have a talk show so that people can realize that they can help people. I'm a, victim a, lot, of that. a lot of this stuff that's going on and a big characteristic of this thing, and I'm going to read you something here real briefly, then we're going to go to break, and that was our next topic here. So you guys are, are, are right in channel with this thing and how we're trying to run it. I said a lot of this thing and the biggest aspect of this thing is the emotional abuse called psychological or mental abuse that can include verbal stuff defined as in any behavior that threatens, intimidates, and undermines the self-worthiness and self-esteem of a person and it controls their freedom. This can include That's threatening exactly a, a victim person with, with harm, telling the victim that they will be killed if they leave the relationship, isolating mm-hmm. them from others, Damn, the community, uh, uh, humiliation. Constant criticism, evaluating statements, name-calling, emotionally abusive behaviors. Emotional abuse can may also include conflicting actions and statements that are designed to confuse, create an insecurity in the victim. These behaviors also lead to the victims questioning themselves and causing them to believe that they are making up the abuse or is their fault. 
the perpetrators may yeah, that's what they do. They make you feel guilty. Your like, child, oh, it's your fault. Your you parents, parents, your extended family, you know, teachers, everybody. And says, plus people who are being emotionally abused feel that their significance, you know, is, is, is totally, their significant other is completely taken over with them, and the isolation damages their internal strength, leaving them feeling helpless and unable to escape the situations. Victims often suffer from depression, which puts an increased risk of eating disorders, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and suicide. So that, that, and you can't help it because after you do that for so long, it just takes over your brain like that because you've done it for so long that it just, it just you know, engulfs you like that. And because that's what, how, you, how you have, that's how the emotional uh, or the, the human brain works. It's, it's really sad. Absolutely. Really you know, sad what but you know what I've come to realize, though? I mean, I've been in those relationships, and, I, and I've been around a lot of relationships. One big thing is a lot of it's in a relationships, there's a lot of name-calling. And people don't understand. That's abuse, that's a, that's it's abuse verbal, too. Yeah, it's verbal abuse. And the thing about it yes. is I know, I, know, I know a lot of women that, that, co- that go in, and they always call and, you know, the man, sorry-ass nigga, or sorry this, you ain't get this. Or just mm-hmm. basically... Basically putting them down, and one of the baddest one of the baddest thing I could think of all time is having a, a man, black man, <laughs> getting shot down by his woman. Because the thing about it is that whenever you go out in public or you do anything, if you ever meet a man and you're talking to him and he's kind of like different around his woman, you can look at it and tell he's getting verbally abused. She's talking bad about him because. They have this thing in the. You, if you watch TV or you watch the movies or anything, the, the thing they have about a black woman is that she's always this boss. She's always this big mama. She's one who's basically the run the household, and they, and they do it. They really do it in the life, real life. But what I'm saying though is though is that that society right now has got a situation where it feels like woman has to be more man, and they make it a man. They make it a man be more feminine, and that's a problem. And I see a lot well, of that going on. Well, there's sometimes you now the woman is the nanny maker in the household, and the man stays and watches the kids or whatever, you know. Let, let, let and, me touch something on that one. I know so, the reason why. I know, I know you. Hey, I, know you, you, you want, I know you. I know you. I know you want to get on that one. Go ahead. But you know the physical abuse. The physical abuse goes away. The mental abuse never does go away. I got. I got. I gotta hear this. Go ahead, Troy. I gotta hear this. I knew. I knew he wanted that one. Yeah, the reason why they're doing that is it's pure economics. See, it's all about the buying decisions in the home. They already figured, the companies and corporations have already figured out that the women make the majority of the purchase decisions in the family. So it's all about money. If they can get that message across that we're more feminine, we're stupid, and we don't make decisions, and our women are the ones that have the, the, the mind and the power to just run that family and to do that, they know that those women spend money. You know we know that the women spend money. A lot of times the women go out of control spending their money and go into debt and put the family in a bad way. I already know. When I was married, man, it was like four or $500 going out of my household, out of my wife's uh, income, unaccounted for. I was asking her, where is this money going? She never answered it. I said, where is the money going? You've got four or 500 bucks and it ain't even accounted for. Where is this at? Because they've been they've been letting them get away with it for so long that it's just like now when women's rights come in and stuff, it's just something that's like not talked about and it's supposed to be an okay thing. But it, 
this is a systematic situation with the corporations fleecing us for our dollars. This is about the corporations taking over the family structure. It's not only affecting the black family. It's affecting all families. All families. Or if you look at the commercials and look how they're making us men look, we're stupid, we're bumbling idiots. All we think about is booty and sex. We don't make any decisions. Our wives are looking at us stupid out the side of their neck. We're well, society's done that. That's crap. That's a bunch of crap. And that's what's going on. It's a problem. And fools out here don't even get it. They spend up their money like crazy and don't even see that the fact that the corporations are policing us and destroying our families over the money. You know, money's the root of all evil. I mean, if you, you know what I'm saying? No, but you, it takes money to no, live. It takes money, money to live money and be comfortable, but it doesn't people. make you happy. I would much rather be broke and be in love and happy than have a lot of money and be unhappy. It takes money to live, yes. But money, money will cause a whole bunch of problems. You won't even let me have my turn. The money is the root of all trade. You make Money is used for complex trade transactions. That's all money does. It has no connotation of the evil or good. It's just money. What we're doing is we're becoming selfish, self-centered people, and all we care about is our own selfish gain so we can go around people that we really don't like and impress them. You only want to impress the people you can't stand. You want to look at me. Look what I got now. I'm mashing by. Look at you. I'd much rather have no money and be happy than than try to impress somebody. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I've done lots of homework, honey. I'm 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 going to college right now, okay? But I but society society let people do do that too. Uh, and you didn't you didn't make your wife tell you what she spent the money on. That's your fault, isn't it? Well, well, if you didn't make her tell you what you're talking about, you know you should have found out. Look at the checkbook. Let us, let, us, let, us, let us stop on that note. 
and take a quick break, you know what I'm saying, get, and, and pay a couple Damn bills, God. and come back. We're going we're gonna to take up a week where we left off at because I hate to tell you, but I'm loving this. Y'all, y'all hold on. We're going to be right back. We're going we to finish that up, and then we're going to get in, into our next topic. This is the Flossy. We will be right back.
that bad girl right there, man, bringing it on home. It has been so long and too long. Bev, you just heard what happened on, 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 on some of that last stuff. Why don't you go ahead and make a quick comment on that, and then I'm going to move to Sugar Ray based off of what Troy was just talking about, and then we can all chime in and then get back to the topics at hand. What do you think about that last uh, statement my man was saying about the money situation? Uh, I, you know, we've been married for 29 years, and the number one thing we don't argue about is money. And I don't have the control of the money. He does not have the control of the money. We pay, a, he paid his part of the bills, I pay my part of the bills. And whoever makes the most money, it doesn't matter. Because there's been a time I've made more money than he has, he has made more money than me. Together. But it's always been a 50 50 situation in our relationship when it comes down to money. You know, it's never me taking over anything when it comes to the money. All my money goes out to bills, all his money goes out to bills. There's nothing extra left unless he got something or I got something, and we will share that between us. There's and never been quiet. Money. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I said, I, and I keep it quiet. <laughs> and he, you know, I miss something, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, Sugar Ray, uh, you you heard some of the stuff that Detroit was saying and, and what was going on also. You know what what you know did what, what, why did why do people cheat and why do people do stuff like that? Why do people cheat? Yeah, why do people? Well, I mean, okay, let me ask that question. You know, I, I can. Well, I've I've done that before. I cheated, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why I cheated. You know, the reason why I cheated because I wasn't getting fulfilled. I mean, I mean, if you don't know how to cook. And you don't know how to. Obviously, the woman wasn't uh, doing her oh, job. Whoa, 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 hold on, baby, hold on, baby, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let, let, let Sugar Ray go ahead. Let this, let this out. If, if, if I don't, you know, if she didn't know how to cook. You know, I get to a situation where, you know, um, she don't take care of herself like she used to, or she don't give me the love and provide that sexual desire that I have. It gets to, it gets to a point, man, where it gets old. And if I'm not married to you and like that. But then, baby, I'm going to step out on you because I ain't got time. And the thing about it, I don't waste time. I let them know that, and they can know that by my body language. And you can understand that as time goes on, you start to get on my nerves. And then you really get on my nerves, I will go off and just tell you, hey, I'm I'm done with you. Because that's yeah, really. what I did, what I did. Most women can't handle it. Because the thing about it, man, it you like they, for a lot of different reasons, but mostly it's because you know, um, for some reason, they're not comfortable at home, or the woman's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. I mean, I don't think the man should cheat. Would cheat? Hey, I've now. never had a problem. You know, I don't know, but I think hey, that's now. part of You're the mental that things that women go through too. You know, I mean, if they're yeah. if, if your man's cheating on you and has other kids for different women or whatever the case is, then you know, I'm sure that hurts mentally too. You know. I mean, right. you both have to put in 100% in a relationship to get 50% out of it. It's not, you know, I mean, to get, I, I, you have to work I, together regardless. I've never cheated. I've never cheated. If I if I had to go out and get somebody else because of whoever I was with wasn't taking care of business, I always let her know. Look, right, you ain't got no business being with that person then. I'll say, look, I've been giving you warning signs. I've been telling you, I don't know for how long, what's going on in my concerns here. You act like you're not concerned. 
Okay, so if you can't take care of my business, I'm going to go find somebody to do. So you got a choice to make. You're going to kick it in and start handling this business, or you're going to allow me to go out and find someone else, and if I find somebody to replace you, goodbye. Well, some people have open relationships, and it's okay for them to mess around. But I don't like But I don't believe in that. I think that, that, that a, you know, two people should be together. That's a, an important part of the relationship is just being with that person, but you know. But everybody has, a, everybody has different opinions like we all got assholes, you know. That doesn't mean mine's right or yours right. It just means we have different opinions, you know. Scary. I'm not scary lie. stuff with that open relationship. That's scary. That's some scary shit right there. That open relationship. There's a whole lot of monsters out here. I can climb up and bite you and stay there for a while. So, you know me. I, well, it's I, like I, men I, can I, go, I men will go out and they'll talk about all the women that they've got, boy. So they'll let that, and it's all okay to let that woman do one, one thing more than once and she's a slut, you know what I'm saying? It's because she's all you know. We're talking about the abuse thing, and, and, and like the man said, it's, it's psychological. You know, women got some, some, some real twists out there themselves. No, they might not be. You know, I'm tell you something. And this is just an opinion from an old schooler. My thing is, is that I believe that mental and psychological shit is worse than the physical because, the, 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 you know, it, well, it, it lasts longer. Because once you get something in your mind, once something happens, something that gets you twisted, on both sides of the house, so unfair about it, once one person starts twisting the other person up like a blunt, Next thing you know, it's all over with. And psychological abuse is worse than physical. You can heal from the physical, but your mental exactly thing, that's what I said. Exactly. Exactly. That's why psychological abuse can last for a lifetime. Yes, it does. It will. Like because the black eye goes away, the metal stuff never goes away. You know. No, it does. Women are smooth. They know how to that's be smooth. That's why people have to. That's why you that really have to reach out for help and, and when when that happens, so that you can learn to deal with your mind. Because your mind, we're all humans, and we have my, you know, our brains, and that's just how we work. So you have to learn how to deal with that and get over that before you know. I did. I, I I still go to counseling sometimes because I make wrong, you know, wrong decisions or I don't understand or whatever the case is. It's something that that lasts forever. It's not. It's it it really does. So. Help us out real quick, ladies. Help us out real quick. This, this, we have two questions left, and this one is very important to the, to the men on, on, on the board, right? And maybe you guys can help us with this. It seems that there's a double standard. My, my wife sent me a video last week of a staged event where the a man was in a woman's face, grabbing her in the collar, shoving her all up against the offense and everything. And keep in mind, this is a staged event, and they're over in London somewhere. And men and women came from everywhere, jumped all over this guy, and a couple of guys was willing to jack him until they told him what was going on. Yet they came back a half an hour later, hour later, they, I guess they moved down the street, and they had the woman reverse the role where she shoved him up against the fence, got in his face, was shoving him and pushing on him and stuff and doing all this crazy stuff. The question I have, and I, and I post tonight, is why does society seem to ignore domestic violence when the victim is a male? Well, because it's not talked about, and I think a man is supposed to be the macho one and the one in a relationship, maybe how society thinks, oh, you work the woman's face home or however, even though women work now, I think that now that women have more liberal stuff than they work now, that, um, it, that maybe the control um, I think has I to be a little more that way. I, don't, I, 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 I know what it is. I know what it is. What it is is men fail to talk. <laughs> 
Men don't like to admit vulnerability. They don't like to admit to each other that things have failed and the things don't. Men want to portray, uh, I, I, I win in everything like, to each other. Like, what was or something? Everything. I have to get reminded about that to this day. 
And I have to be strong over those those assumptions, over those comments and shit, and move on and say, oh well, see what happens to the best of us. Just learn from your mistakes. I mean, the choices you make in life are the ones you have to take responsibility and suffer consequences, whether it's now or two years down the road. If you learn from your mistakes and you won't make another batter, why wouldn't? Most men are strong enough to handle that kind of shit. See, this is a lifelong thing. Now, everybody knows Troy has a fine wife. He gave her everything he could, and she shit on him. Everybody know that. I don't give a fuck, because I go out to be successful any damn way without a woman. Paying the child support, working two jobs, starting businesses, and getting down and showing the community how to have shit, even though. Now, tell me, am I wrong, Nelson? Not at all. Hold on just a second. Sugar Ray, you got to get a piece of this. Come on, Sugar Ray. Shit, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm enjoying this piece, man. This is good stuff, man. I love the energy in this shit, man. But you know, hey, you know the thing about when you grow up, that, you you know when you grow up and like you turn seventeen, eighteen, you know you know the difference between right and wrong, okay? You know, went through stuff in your life, maybe, you know, and and so then you have to make your own decisions after that. You you make wrong decisions, you learn from your mistakes. If you don't, then you just keep on repeating them. You I know? agree, hundred percent. So let's Sugar Ray get this little piece in. Come on, Sugar Ray. Well, no, man, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm listening to what you're saying, you know, and I understand we do know right from wrong, but the thing about it, man, is that, you know, as life goes, you go through different things in different stages, things change and stuff, man, but one thing life I know, is man, about is that change. it's all about change, you know, and, you know, I learned, I learned a lot from dealing with women to the point where I, I kind of like just study the ass, man, and watching this shit, man, because... Don't get me wrong. Some women ain't women, and some some girls are trying to be women. But the thing about it is, though, is that I'm pretty sharp on it, man. I'm pretty sharp on it when it comes out to ladies, man, because the thing about it, I know that they are overbearing and very emotional, and they get to the point where they just say things and do crazy things, but the shit doesn't affect me no more. Like, I know it's like one of my previous past relationships, man, is that it used to affect me on everything she do and everything she say. But right now, that shit does not phase me at all, man. I mean, not right now, because I took, I took time out of kind of learning to be by myself and learn more about myself and try to strive and do better things for myself and stand up right and take care of my, you know, take care of my kids and shit. A lot of people are When it comes down to a woman, though, it's not me moving into her shit. It's more of a situation of her moving into my shit. And it's more of a situation of saying, hey, baby, we're going to be kind. I give her respect. Don't give her, I give her respect. But the thing about it, though, it's a, just, like, just like a lot of black women right now giving me a lot of, give a lot of brothers thin lines, I give them thin lines, too. Because if it gets to the point where you fuck up, you got to go. Seriously. Mm. The thing about it is, man, they do it to us. And I've got an understanding right now why they do it to us, but I have one thing I understand them, I'm going to do it to you. Because I give you the proper respect. And I do everything you possibly want. I cater to right. you, but at the same time, you gotta do the same thing to me. Right. But well, what you do you don't respect if you don't give none? That's for sure. Well, of course, respect is respect is both ways. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Because see, that's one thing about yeah, that's, that's, that's and understanding is you have to have communication. If you don't have communication, you don't got nothing. 
One hey, thing look, I want to do is let's round the corner on this thing so we can get everything in. We got a we got a final question, and Sugaray, I'm gonna have you still consider before you've been pretty laid back tonight, and I'm like you, you know, saying host and co-host, and and Troy and 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 and, and my ladies, you know, we are gonna round this thing on off with finally the final question. This one goes to you first, Sugaray, and, and everybody. Has to wait and hold on and let everybody get it in. That's how we do around here. We have to let those thoughts get out so that people don't lose their chain of thought. Finally, tonight, should the victim continue to trust the abuser, or or can or how can the abuser redeem his or herself till the victim past and present? Sugar Ray, I got go ahead. For that. Should, 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 should the guy trust him? Should, should, should the abuser? You mean like give him a second? Can, 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 can he trust the trustless person that's abusing him? No, no, no. no, 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 no
Uh, it would be hard to to forget the abuser if they had been a repeat abuser and kept on apologizing to me. It would be hard for me to accept that because you all you did was abuse me over and over again. I would have a hard time forgiving you. I just couldn't do it because all most of our relationship you was abusive to me. I couldn't forgive you. I just couldn't do it. I, that's okay. just my opinion. I just will not forgive them. I got you. Okay, okay. Uh, my man Troy, go ahead and take it home. Okay, well, I figure I, I forgive it. I'm not going to hold on to any resentments, and I'm not going to hold on to anything negative that's going to prevent me from growing and becoming the person that I can become. So all those negative feelings and all those negative emotions that come with abuse and everything, by everyone that has abused me in any kind of way, I have relinquished, you know, issues with that, and I let it go and give it out to the universe. For one thing, I don't, I can forgive, but trust. It's a trust issue. Forgiving and trust are two different things. I have forgiven, but as far as trusting those kind of people, no, not at all. You know, I'm very, I have issues, actually I have issues with trust. So it takes time for me to get to know someone. So when a female meets me, she's got to understand that she's got to take time. You know, you're not about that quick shit with me because you done came through with some good booty and you done cooked a good meal and you done did this and did that. Great. You know what I'm saying? It's taking time. You got to give me six months to a year to just even feel you out, to even know that you're the type of person that I can trust because of the things that I've been through. Because I'm not trying to take a chance of getting with the wrong person because it's so easy. And as far as forgiving and getting back with them, I could have probably gotten back with the ex had she the came because we had children. Had she the came right. back to me in a, in a totally 100% remorseful, remorseful way and said, look, I'm sorry, you know, things just, you know, we just started, that shouldn't even have happened, baby, I'm sorry, I'm looking you in the eye, my eyes are watering up, I'm looking at you with sympathy, and I'm showing in my my actions from here on out that I want to make this work, and we will make it work, and show me, and look me in the eye, and mean it, and do the things necessary to reinstate my trust in you, I could have did that. But that's why I kept stepping, because she came back at one point trying to get with it. I remember the day it happened, and I remember what my mom and aunt said, oh, Troy, you're the only one that can make that kind of choice, because I did not allow it to happen. You're not coming back in my life just because. You're going to have to put the work in. You're going to have to show me that you care. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what but you're you think, have to do. sure. Think about it. Think about a woman that a man cheats on her. I mean, you, you, can you realize that that must really, or have a baby outside of marriage that must really hurt her too? Physical. I mean, it can hurt somebody more mentally than the physical abuse, actually. You know, my friend went crazy after her messed around on her. It was physical abuse, but the shit was more mental than it was anything. It was right. all mental so, abuse. So it could be physical. It could be a whole bunch of different situations that you could be abused. It just doesn't have to be, you know, because somebody hits you. Sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, you name it. It was a, the abuse was on the table. Well, you think you're a good way, you know, instead of saying I said, you, I, I, I wasn't the kind of guy, baby, you know, I was like, look, you know, don't even worry. You can just, you know, we can start up. You'll get your child support. I said, you won't even have to worry about it. I said, just let's, you know, get your lawyer. Let's do the paperwork, figure out what you want. And I said, I'll definitely do my best to get it to you. And that's exactly what I did. 
I didn't fight her for anything. She took full custody. You can have her. All right, I'll get my visitations. I got my visitations. Then I had to work two jobs. Now they mad at me because I ain't got a whole lot of time for visitations. Well, you made the rules. I asked. I asked her. I said, "Can I get joint custody now?" You got to make time for your kids, though. Hey, look, if I got to work two jobs and put a roof over my head and a roof over theirs, hell, I can't do it from a fucking gunny sack. I can't well, do that's it, not the point. You have those children. You have those children. You need to do the best for those children. It's not their fault. You still need to see the children. I've only got 24 hours in a day, and you got bills to pay. Hell, you got to go to work. Well, we all got bills to pay. We all got responsibilities. But we can't ruin our children's lives because we work. I spend enough time. We want our lifestyle to be better than that, you know? Hell, I spend enough time where they work out. They work jobs and shit, taking care of their business and shit. They, they stay out of trouble, ain't never been in no shit. Hell, I did what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I got a grandson. My oldest son takes care of his son because he's got a Hell, I led by example. Hell, I had to do what I had to do. about, you know, um, about 
one less lonely nigga and, and about joining the KKK. Some stuff that's been all over the news about him doing that. And this same guy, young guy, whatever, he's been hanging out and he's trying to be with most of our star black people, such as Floyd Mayweather and stuff. What do you guys think about situation like that, man? Because right now, lately, I don't know if you guys know, and I'm quite sure y'all know because you guys are very wise. Well, you know what? I, I can tell you something. My daddy's a highly respected man. He made a whole lot of money. But my family hasn't talked to me for 26 years since since I have black children, okay? But you know what? There's the one that has to talk to God and to answer to God about that. So, you know? It shouldn't have to be like that. My, I have, I have children that never understood. I have children that never understood why their grandparents didn't love them because of the color of their skin. You know, but that's what we have. I would never give up my children. We had. I have to deal with that in my life. You know, sometimes you, the cards that you don't, you just have to deal with it. To this day, they don't still talk to me. It's like you guys have babies by any other race but the black race. You get to have a, a, a baby by a Negro, it's a problem. You can have one by an Asian, a Mexican, all that. Lord, it looks like it's still no, white. It no, my daddy wasn't like that. He was, he was just it's not like black. That, he was like anybody That's, if you weren't white. Okay? He was either like Asian, Mexican, black, anything. Okay? Yeah, he was white, you superior thing. Hell, if you want to know, you guys came from black people. We were, yeah, you guys, say that again? You guys come from black people. Everybody came from black people. The first inhabitants on this earth were black. <laughs> exactly. I believe that. I believe the Egyptian kings were black. I believe that's the reason black men are lighter skinned and some are darker skinned because they're being bred down through the world. But that doesn't. Prejudiceism is a learned behavior and it's wrong, okay? It's completely wrong, okay? It's ignorant. It's it's just ignorant. You're not going to like somebody because of the color of their skin. We all believe the same. It's about racism. It ain't about racism because everybody came from the same thing. Everybody that came from Africa. I don't know. I know my daddy. I know my daddy. I found out later was in the Ku Klux Klan. That's his thing. Okay, that's how he was raised. What can I say about that? You know, I feel bad for my children. I can't change his mind. But let me know history, man. You know what? I don't even prejudice. I don't even trip off of color because I know everybody came from the same place. We're lucky you, okay? You just, it's been really hard for my children. I understand that, but you can't make somebody this white superior understand that because you're ignorant. They don't understand it like that. Yeah, and they got lighter at that time. 
And then when it's you guys came back down, when you came back out of them motherfucking mountains, you wreak havoc on the fucking world. And this is where we are now, with the white people in control wreaking havoc on this motherfucker. And this is the truth. That's right. That is, it looking like we look at Africa, South Africa. I mean, it's a little by new people. The white people are in control. It's really sad. It's really super sad how people, how people can be so ignorant. I mean, it's like everybody likes to watch football and basketball, and the best entertainers are like a boy or boy. You know, I tried to decide on like You know, that's, it's really sad. I have no problem with race. I give a shit about race, man, because no, I it's just one. I'm making the point about how my children went through a whole bunch of stuff because they never realized why their grandparents and their family didn't love them because of the color of their skin, okay? When this motherfucker gets to deteriorate to the point where we're going to become extinct, I bet motherfuckers will get off this race shit. I bet they'll let race shit when our fucking survival is at stake. My thing with the Justin Bieber thing in general and as a rule is, you're hanging out with brothers all the time. You, you, you try to sing like, you try to act like, and there's a lot of 20, I call it 21st and then you're going to talk about him. Uh, 21st century, Al Jolson is what goes on where, uh, you know, and, 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 I, and I'll earnestly be honest, if I'm being really honest, this is 100 radio, it's going to be 100 radio. When I look at our culture and when I look at our music, quite frankly, I think that a lot of whites get a lot more credit for pretending to act like us than we do being ourselves. Well, exactly. I mean, exactly. Exactly. We're, 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 we're talking about when it comes to entertainment, let's go from top to bottom. We started, we started tap dance when I was river We were pushed out of that. Then we went to jazz music. We got pushed out of that. Jimi Hendrix was the first one to play rock and roll in the hard rock style of year right now. We got pushed out of that. And now, of all things, hip-hop music now has been reduced to a homosexual Grammys. So, 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 I mean, I mean, everything in our culture that we have started and promoted has been stripped away from us. And, and we're talking about everything from that to folks to everything. My, 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 I'm just going to hit this and I'm going to be done with it. My current problem right now is that all Hollywood does is make slave movies, and I'm up to the gut with slave movies. I want you to start teaching about the seven great kings of Africa. I want you to start talking about the, the, the true African history and quit minimizing us with chains and and, 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 and things that happened when, with the European expansion to America. And for the record, Christopher Columbus, how do you discover something that was already there with indigenous people? You ain't discovered shit. You came someplace, found a place that was here, and said you discovered something. You didn't discover I, anything. I, I there think were white people were indigenous by black people. You didn't discover a damn thing. Tell you them. came with a place that was already no. inhabited, and then you I'm rewrote sure. history. You don't even so talk about it. You don't even 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 talk about it. I think what they're referencing to is that for the uh, European experience, Christopher Columbus discovered. For their experience. Because they're writing their history. They ain't writing nobody else's history. Okay? You don't have to write no motherfucking. There ain't no rules out here to say you got to write other motherfuckers' history. It's up to you to write your own fucking history. And as far That's as right. music. Check it out. And as far as this music is concerned, you, you talk about they take it. No, listen, that ain't took shit. We let it go. 
every music form that we make, man, we let it go. I'm back from the beginning with blues, jazz, all that shit. We let it go, and they take it over and make money with it. That's our song. Do you, know, you, play, you know what the hey, do you know what the River Jordan is? The River Jordan is is the natural water trail, just like like you see hurricanes start and originate in Africa and blow over to America after about a week's time. And you notice all those storms come from Africa and come here. It's because they just like it, it, it happens. It happens with hemispheres, just like you have the, the east. Well, in the Bible, they said Jesus that blows, that blows, that blows from the Pacific right. all the way through the east Hello? coast. That same trail. It's a, but where I'm going with is this. It's a known fact that Africans were here in America associating with Indians before Europe even got here. Because when they were in their boats and they, and they made this stuff, they got, they got bought over here on the ocean current the same way the storms came. So we were already What do you think that have to do Indians are Mongolian and African. They're Mongolian and African mix is what they are. Okay. The Africans okay, well, with the Mongolians here and made Indians. Okay, so what does this race have to do with anything? Why do the why do the white people feel so intimidated that they had to kill Martin Luther King and they had to kill all these black people that were gonna get power? I think they're intimidated because black people are really powerful. Okay? They well, really are. And so, you know, I think it's more intimidation and maybe, I don't know about scared, but it's just like, man, we can't let this happen, you know? I mean, me personally, I don't feel like that, but you could tell by history, by history, but you can't tell what happens. You know why Malcolm X was killed? Malcolm X was killed because when he went over and discovered that there were Muslims that were not only black, but white ones too, and, 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 and how they worshipped over there with the Arabs and everything, when he started talking about linking up the blacks here in America to the blacks over in, 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 in uh, Europe and in, in, uh, Africa and Asia, that is when they decided it was time for him to go. Why did they kill Martin Luther King? Because they, the, the South never wanted that, that, that merger and that, and that integration of things, and that's why they killed him. Well, what about Malcolm X? That's the reason why they killed him. That's not the reason why they killed him. The reason why they killed him is because he he got uh, he was starting to get away from racism and he was going into a broader concept of human rights. Right, that's he right. was going human into rights human rights. That's right. He, Yep, and they didn't want them to have control. That's right. It wasn't just about the black struggle. Hell, that started Mm -hmm. to happen. He was going into human rights, Mm -hmm. workers' rights. He was going into a whole lot of other shit. That's right. right. And they didn't want that to happen because they they would have taken him over, obviously. Place got it going on. Fuck that. 
We got freedoms like nobody else has. We have opportunities like no one else. Our work is yeah, right, I guess life is what you make it, you know? Fuck that. We're leaders in this fucking world, man. We got all kind of leaders shit going on, uh, innovations and shit. Motherfuckers want to be like America, man. And when motherfuckers get a chance to come here, man, they running here. They dying to get here. Motherfuckers are literally risking life for them to get here.
of stuff that we've been missing out on. And we're going to enhance people's knowledge of black history. Sugar Ray, I'm looking for you to really get through this. Both you and Troy, because, and, and, and my girl right here, because we all got some flavor to bring to the table on this. And with, the, and with Sugar Ray and Robinson coming with the, with the fear of the black planet page, we're going to put some stuff out there that's going to blow your mind, including some audio stuff. You know, with speeches and everything, and like I said before, instead of giving us the shortest month of the year for Black History Month, we're going to revert to where it belongs at because June 19th is Juneteenth, the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, purportedly, supposedly, uh, freeing slaves, and, and now in Portland, Oregon, it's Gay Pride Day. Somehow that, that happened. I don't know how they slipped, I don't know how they slipped that one in. I'm sure but, it was but, the white but, people. But we're going to bring <laughs> some, some real realness to, to, to uh, the Fossey Jesus Show worldwide in conjunction with the fear of the black planet. And like I said before, between the, between the three and the four of us, we're going to go ahead and get down and put some, some heavy stuff together, and we're going to turn away from, 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 from this harsh, hard seriousness stuff that we've had because we need to relax for a minute on it. But we're going to come up with a series called Black in Time that's going to be five shows deep on whatever historic stuff we can bring to the table because Hollywood and the so-called, I'll say it again, the so-called mainstream media is not telling the whole story. So we're going to get no, out no, there no, that's one what night to read you paragraphs and excerpts of history. We don't get it there's too, much, there's too much knowledge on this phone right now between the four of us where this stuff needs to be put out so that everybody can hear what's going on. Everybody Black can hear exactly. the five-part series. Yes, that's right. I'll help you. Show sure will. got to work. You know, we got a lot of history. And I, I don't, you know, that's right. You, can, you know, the stuff that you talk about is it, it, really real, and people need, to get to, people need to know that, you know. And so, hey, you know. I know, you got a about, I know you got a clue about it, Kelly. We're going to get it in. We're going to get it in. We're going to talk about everything. But we need to We need to start really pushing the history out here on the airways so people can hear it because Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. has got a dope black, uh, you know, Fear the Black Planet place where he and I both post stories all the time. So sometimes it might be some news stories read. It might be some history read. We might, fit, you know, fill it in with some, some historic you know, music, you know, all the way back to bebop, everything. Bring us it all in there in a that, gumbo. But, that the people were talking about the Black Panther Party, and did you know that I guess one of the things they did was invent the breakfast program in school? You know, I mean, come on, that's a wonderful thing for children and education. You know, there's, I bet you, I didn't even know that for years. There's a, there's a whole bunch of things like that that need to get out. You know? Hey, look, Let's for, do it. for generations, yeah, you know you know all what? we had was blacks were slaves, and that was the end of the history in the history books. Hollywood is no. determined that no. as far as we can go is Medea and 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 uh, and, and uh, slave movies, and it's time to debunk some of this okay. history. That's right, because people need to know the truth about it. That's why they've been hiding it. So let's get it out. Let, every, let everybody feel uplifted about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There's an old saying, the needs of the few should never exceed the needs of the many. And there's many of us out here that don't even know we got a history because the only thing we can do is let our pants hang off our ass and don't even know why that even goes down. You see, there's no history. That's right. They think the gangs just mm-hmm. showed up. Gangs didn't just show up. Gangs happened because the cowboys was riding in the black townships, burning down Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, raping and killing the, 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 the black folks that, that was out in California, but who had, who had moved out here after slavery and stuff. They need to know why this stuff, this stuff happens. They need to know exactly. why it was, it was so militant. 
You know what I'm saying? We've been we've been talked down and pushed over so so far that now you're asking the the question is gay the new black? And I can continue to categorically say, Hell no, you've been through forty five years of struggle. We've been through four hundred and fifty years of struggle. How do you Thank you? And that's what needs See, that's because it's just like ended right there. That's what I'm saying. Take and educate people about it. Everybody's going to be will feel different about it once they're educated. I mean, it has to get I'm out not, there. I'm Somebody. not going to knock you for being a gay person, but all I'm saying is, quit trying to compare your struggle with mine. Stop that. Right. You ain't ain't nobody sucking mm-hmm. no dogs on you. Ain't nobody done nothing to, done nothing heavy to you. You got you you got all the rights that 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 you, that you need to have and everything, and, and then giving you your rights just kind of just kind of grandfathering game to you because really what you, with that with that is is it's a Eurocentric thing, and of course there's some black folks that are gay too. But all I'm saying is is that when it comes down to my history, before you start grandfathering yourself that when ain't no dogs gonna suck on you, ain't nobody turn no hoses on you, ain't nobody really gave you no hard time. We need to know about our history, too, before we start That's just right. grandfathering and saying that we all the same. We are not the fucking same. People and all people are going to grandfather It's going to go itself. I mean, that's just something that, you know, people are going to go, wow, and it's going to be a whole, you know, I think it'll change a whole bunch of people. It's going to change the lives of everybody. I don't want to wake up and see all that history. You know, I was looking at something, and uh, uh, it was saying, where is the uh, prison capital of the world? And, uh, the what capital of the world? The what? The prison, the I prison capital. Oh, okay. No, it, so said, where, it said, where is the prison capital of the world? It said either Iran, China, or either Louisiana. And I looked at the bottom, and it said, Louisiana's profit corporate prison system has three times the incarceration rate of Iran and seven times the incarceration rate of China. Now, I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. And the funny thing about that is I had a friend of mine, Larry Dublin, that who I, we, gradu- I, we graduated together, but I haven't seen this guy in, like, 20 years. And the thing about it, he went to prison. I have another friend of mine that I, went to, I, I knew well. We, grew, we graduated together. He's in Angola, and he's locked up, and he's still locked up, and he's locked up for... So I guess I would say cocaine, but it was not. But back in the day, it wasn't really a big deal because he had only a small part. But the thing about it is, he's been in there for so damn long, man. And there's a lot of brothers that locked up down in Louisiana, and it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. This, know is, this is a situation. I think that's something more... that people don't talk about because that they don't talk about it. I don't know why. It hasn't been brought up many, many years ago. But I mean, like I think I, I was just telling some. You know, we always discussing that with my kids. I have I have like eleven grandbabies and five children myself. About how you know, I said, well, I, she said I thought, or my daughter said, well, I thought we were supposed to get, or or they were supposed to get so many acres and a mule or something, you know, or whatever. Maybe people forget about that. I think people should stand up and fight for that too. Fight for everything. Let people know everything, you know. It can't do nothing Absolutely. but make this life, a, make this world a better place. If people would quit hate each other, shoot each other, love each other, the world would be a different place. Just educate people about stuff. I mean, your own race. Black people don't even know about their own history. Some slavery on a lot of them. Hey, you know. The, 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 time, the time is getting ready to wind down on us, so we're gonna go ahead and send this thing on home with Keith Sweat. But I'll create a show for tomorrow night, just a week and a half. Because like I said before, we've done our social responsibility for for the week. So we're going we're gonna to create something. We, 
we're going we're gonna to create something else real quick so that we can all jump back on here and have it. Kelly, it's been a pleasure once again. My main man, Sugar Thank Ray, you. you know how we do it. Drop that science on us. God bless y'all. And God bless you. And God bless you for what you're doing. Believe that. Thank hey, you, sweetie. We're going to keep going. In. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in tonight. And I want you guys to know, hey, revolution is not an event. It's a process. So understand. Call in. Let's keep the process rolling. Right?
Hello.